Hello, welcome to episode three. We are joined today by Chef Matt Geiger, um, pretty much stationed in a Fort Myers area, but I think he uh, travels everywhere. Matt, I'll let you introduce yourself. Oh, thanks for having me on. Uh, my name is Matt Geiger. I am stationed in Fort Myers, Florida, my business, but I travel all of Southwest Florida. And I've been cooking in the area for about six years now, and Southwest Florida has been pretty good to me so far. So, Matt, let me ask you, as far as the areas, how far would you go north? How far south? Tell me kind of the areas you cover. Um, I mean, we stick to Naples, to kind of Punta Gorda, mostly as far as anything other than that. We, we go to Marco Island quite a bit. We go even as far as Lake Placid. Um, it just depends on on the job and you know how bad you want services. Sure, <laughs> you know, sure. yeah. Um, do the do the drive? Just charge extra. Yeah, we gotta charge for it because it's it's not really my thing. I don't mind taking the hour or two drive, but finding the staff to do it is definitely gonna be you know a challenge. Has to be a little bit incentive for them to drive so far. Sure, sure. So, well, uh for all of you that don't know, me and Matt know each other pretty well. <laughs> We've given each other jobs back and forth here and there. Yeah, yeah. Some uh bigger jobs like people know like with my thing, I don't do like really big jobs like Maybe I'll cook for like 30 and under. That'd pretty much be my level. And yeah. Matt here likes to do more weddings and kind of like bigger events. Why don't you talk yeah. about kind of your niche? Um, I mean, as far as niche goes, we try to be, you know, accommodating to everybody. You know, we it, it has to be worth our while and it has to be mutually beneficial for us and the client. Um, so as far as small parties go, we have, you know, our 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 limit on, on how much or how little we basically you could spend. Um, but as far as the amount of people goes, we don't, we don't discriminate. Um, if it was a very large event, like 500, you know, 500, yeah, not even 500, <laughs> more than that, it, it, 500, we could handle, you know, more than that, wow. we would have to figure out something. Um, but yeah, we can, we can handle up to 500 pretty pretty typical right now on the weekends we're typically serving between two and three hundred depending on how many events we have wow. you know um what's you know. what's the biggest you've done within the last since you've gone so, on your own okay so since i've gone on my own the most we've done with my company is 300 that's good you number. know small is you know small menu nothing crazy nothing elaborate um just good food but yeah, nothing crazy. When you get into big numbers like that, you can't go too wild on the menus. Yeah. So let me get into this. I mean, I haven't seen you in a while, and I don't think I've ever met anybody who's gone through more changes in a short amount of time. I think this guy, he got married. He's about to have a child. Tell me all about what you got going on there. Well, um, I guess in the last two years, you know, I've been cooking for about 16 years, and I was doing – I was the head chef for another catering company – for you know four years and in that time i was lucky enough to have her support me while i was growing my business um, and i was doing simultaneously both for you know two years of that of that four and now did you guys meet on the job was she a server How, how'd you guys meet so, oh my wife yeah your I, wife. she actually owns a restaurant locally oh wow and i okay. frequented her restaurant so, oh, so it was kind of a love connection at a restaurant. Yes, yes. She was your server? Or? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. great. And, That's great. Uh, you know, after uh, 
you know, about a year of going there. <laughs> you got you the know, courage. Hey, I got let's go cur- for a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically I was, I was doing a, like a step in at a sushi bar one night and I was like, come in and get some sushi and, you know, hang out with me while I'm working. And wow, that was it. You know, so does she have a lot of cooking skills herself? She does. She so does. does she help you? Um, sometimes. Really? Yes. So she yes. can get the knives going and chop yeah, and dice she does. and all that? She does. You know, sometimes it's hard having two, uh, very, uh, um, leadership type oh, people so in the same room. Sometimes there's arguments about how things should be right. done. So, okay. um, but yeah, she does help. She's super supportive. Um, you know, when I need it, she's there. And for congrats sure. on, uh, the... Yeah birth or you're yeah. about to have a child so in the last two years not only have i gone on my own on my own business but i also got married this last january yeah. and then now we're pregnant so that's awesome yeah so I mean, we're you're gonna due, have a lot uh, of november fun. having a child is one of the greatest things you're gonna have a lot of fun yeah but now keep in mind this is gonna slow <laughs> you down a lot uh, i don't know if we're gonna be taking jobs for 300 anymore <laughs> i'm just gonna be I, honest you with know you. i have faith in my staff and the people that are growing with me and um you know, the idea is for my company to grow, you know, together and not just me. So I, I heavily rely on on my people that are around me. So. Well, sounds great. Yeah. So let's rewind. Let's start with your kind of like interest in being a chef. Like where did it start? At what age? When did you know you were going to be a chef or what, what occurred? You know, this has been something that I've always wanted to do. Really? Even as a Which is rare. Kid. I haven't heard that too often. You know, and I hear that too. <laughs> Um, you know, even when I was little, I, I was very independent, especially when it comes to like doing something like that, even though like my mom would have to come by and clean up after me or something like that. It was something that even as a young child I was doing. Uh-huh. And then, um, you know, in middle school, when you're trying to figure out kind of what's going on and, you know, you take like some placement tests and it was like doctor, lawyer, chef, whatever. <laughs> and I'm uh-huh. like, see, like it's all it's on the list uh-huh, you know uh-huh. and then uh you know i get a dishwashing job at 14 and now i'm this is this is it that's is pretty much how it happened for me i was a dishwasher yeah. first dishwasher moved up we had a fire in my r- restaurant that i uh i learned in and the whole staff walked out and that's kind of how i wow. got to step into you know Okay. Getting doing other things, you know. So as like a teen, you were kind of like doing cooking jobs. Yeah, yeah. What type of restaurants were those? My first restaurant was a like New York Italian restaurant. Everything scratch, um, you know, squishing tomatoes by hand and like uh-huh. like the real deal, you know. Now where was that at? Sandpoint, Idaho. Okay. So that's where okay. I grew up, up in Sandpoint, Idaho. And uh, so I, I mean, I worked there for the better part of my youth, at least around three years. Um, in between school and everything else and summers. And, you know, I took a job for the local ski hill. We were a ski town. Uh-huh. And, and from there I had, you know, opportunities to grow even at like 18 and 19, mm-hmm. you know, going through. It's a small town that I grew up in, but, you know, I, I took what I could from there. Now, I think if I remember right, you did attend a culinary school. I did not. Oh, you did not. Okay. No, I did uh, not attend a culinary so school. Self-taught, pretty much, just kind of not. Yeah, around each I'd like restaurant. to say self-taught, but every re- every restaurant you work for, you take something, right. you know, from it. And right. I had good mentors growing up too. Uh-huh. The food and beverage director of the Ski Hill really mm-hmm. took me under his wing, and you know, he he taught me how to do cooking, but mostly he taught me how to hold myself in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when to learn, when to talk, how to 
go about it, what my attitude should be, that kind of stuff, um, which turned into people wanting to train someone that's trainable. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I was very lucky in that aspect. When you think back of being like a teenager around those years, 20s mm-hmm. or whatever, did you kind of feel like you wanted to go to culinary school or yes. you wish you had? At the time, that was the plan. Okay. You know, the, the plan was for me to graduate, go to culinary school. Um, you know, th- that was around 2008, 2009 recession. And, you know, things weren't that good economy-wise, you know, for, you know, my parents and stuff like that. And ultimately, uh, I decided not to. Uh-huh. Um, uh, at that time, I had got my first kitchen for um, the ski resort. They had made me the kitchen manager. And so I had some of that leadership, you know, experience. And from there, I moved, you know, 40 miles away and became the kitchen manager at another restaurant that summer after school. And I was going to do some local culinary classes. Yeah. And, you know, a semester in, I was like, it cost me 4000 bucks to relearn algebra. I'm not even going to be able to start actual culinary classes for another year because you have to do your prerequisites and stuff. And I just didn't see the value in it. Yeah. Looking back, it would have been nice, but I still don't think that I would be in my mindset that I'm at today. Yeah. Had I gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you could be successful. You don't have to go to school. I, when I was a kid learning, I remember one of my, uh, you know, bosses was like, I really think you have a lot of natural ability. I think if you go to culinary school, you'll fill in all those gaps. Because right. I remember my first serious job was like a French kitchen. Right. And the yeah. chef would be like, hey, go grab me the chinois. I'm like, chin what? Yeah. I never exactly. heard of it. I'm exactly. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, the strainer. The strainer. Oh, okay. I know yeah. what that yeah. is. Yeah. No yeah. problem. Why don't you Thing say strainer? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It's all <laughs> about terms. and. But I'm saying like with culinary school, it does kind of fill in little gaps right. of things you might not know. Right. Like, I remember also being in a French kitchen. They were like, hey, go in the walk-in, grab me some oregano. And it wasn't labeled. You just have to look <laughs> you just at have to it know. and just yeah. know, okay, that's oregano. I didn't know what I was doing. I right. think I was like 19. But, um, yeah, I, I would say there's plenty of super good chefs that didn't go to culinary school. You know, school. and this is one of those, those careers where, you know, the opportunity is there. Mm-hmm. You know, the opportunity is there if you're willing to learn, you're willing to put in the time and listen, which mm-hmm. was a little hard when you're younger growing up. Sure. You're like, sure. you're, you're the big dog. But, uh-huh. you know, you take a step back, you listen, you grow, you pay attention to the chefs around you, see what they're doing. And you can absolutely make make a name for yourself and you can absolutely be successful. Yeah. You know, not a lot of careers are out there that you can do that. Yeah. And, and the kitchen is one of those. You don't, you're not sure. stuck on the line unless you choose to be stuck on the line. Right. You know? Yeah, there's different avenues. And put your time in. If you bounce around from place to place, yeah. how can you ever move up? So, right. you know, there, this is a very particular career where school or no school, you can, you can do it. Absolutely. You know? So I was going to ask, like, if you think back when you were learning and kind of like your goals – did you envision this is exactly catering? Was that no, really your niche? Like, what was not. your like master plan? Let's hear it. I mean, you know, when you're growing up, you just, you know, the world is out there. You just want to like learn, right? Excuse me. And um, at the beginning, I I was working in an Asian restaurant, and and it was really cool to 
to learn the Asian fundamentals of cooking mm-hmm. because they're so much different than French fundamentals of yeah, cooking, even a though lot they of detail they go back and forth. But mm-hmm. so that's always been kind of my niche mm-hmm. is this Asian style of cooking. And the chef that I worked for there, I mean, his, his mom was a Japanese ambassador. He grew up, you know, in Japan, and I mean, this guy knew what he was talking about. And going back, I would have taken more from him. Uh-huh. Than I than I did. Uh-huh. I kind of took it for granted, but catering was never really even in the scope until yeah. I moved to Florida. Um, when I moved to Florida, uh, I got a job at another Asian restaurant, um, a sushi joint in town. And after about a year there of being their kitchen chef, I wanted to step back and learn something. And I kept pushing to be able to get on Sushi Bar, and it took me a, about a year and a half for them to even give me a shot. Um, it took a lot of prep and stuff on that I did for their side Uh and a lot of things that I would do above and beyond my job. Yeah. And, uh, and then I ended up doing sushi for another five years after that. So in my mind, I wanted to open up like a small sushi restaurant, Uh you know, now I took on other opportunities that I thought might've been better. And they put me in a position to where I was looking for a job for the first time in Uh five years. And I found a catering job. There you go. And, you know, it's super stressful and hectic, but it always comes together in the end. Yeah. And it was just a different kind of stress. Right. Instead of tickets spinning out at you all night where they, the things had to get fulfilled right away. Yeah. You know, now you have, you can plan out your week, you can plan out things, you can take things on, even though you have this big fee, mm-hmm. but you can you can work around things. It's just a different, a different animal. And I loved it. Yeah. So I I started catering. See, for me, like as a kid, I like starting out, I thought, okay, first idea, going to be a restaurant chef. Mm -hmm. I'm going to own a, you know, a restaurant. People are going to come see me from far away. They're just going to want to check me out. It'll be great. Mm -hmm. Then you go through culinary school, you get a couple jobs. You're like, you, you, you witness some stuff in the restaurants. You're like, I don't know. I don't know if this is for me anymore. <laughs> then I moved to Florida. I'm originally from Michigan. People okay. know. But um, I moved to Florida, and then my first experiences were country clubs. So I'm right. like, okay, now I want to be a country club chef because you're kind of around like serious individuals. I was around all kinds of people that were right. very trained. Mm-hmm. CIA grads, mm-hmm. Johnson & Wales. Everybody right. next right. to me was very level right. me or even better. You right. know, Just right. really higher caliber. So I kind of like that because with restaurants, you're going to kind of get, right. hey, you're not that great, but I'm going to work on your talents. We'll get you there. Right. But these guys. It's one in it's, 20. Is, yeah. But you, you go to the, the country clubs, they're usually top level. Right. You know, they're higher caliber. Right. Right. And then when I finally got the job of being like a head chef of a club, I didn't like it because way too many politics so much politics you got to meet with these members and they want yep, everything the for board. free they don't want to pay for it right. they're like why can't i have lobster and steak for 20 dollars per person right. you know it's just they try I pay to talk this much you. dues a year right yeah, yeah, they try to talk thing, yeah. you and everything and i hated that and i was like you know what i don't want to be a country club chef and then yeah. it just kind of fell in my lap 
where I got a, a after the club business, it got sold and we were out of jobs. Really? And I got lucky where I worked for a family full time for three years. Oh my God. So five days a week, I was with one family doing okay. lunch and dinners. Okay. So that started me on this thing of private stuff. Right. So when I was like, man, this is awesome. I got air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. I'm staring at the ocean right here. <laughs> this is awesome. This is what I want to do. Right, right. So that that's how it works for me. Okay. So, Okay. I mean, I know we're like I don't so consider how, myself. So how did uh, how did you go from working for one family to working for dozens well, of families and more? Again, that job ended because financially, right. just hey, not everybody can afford a chef five days a right. week. Forever. So, forever, yeah. Right. So three years is a really good run. Mm -hmm. I tell anybody if you're a, a private chef working for a family. And you get three years, consider yourself That's super lucky. Super lucky. You would be lucky to get one year, let alone right. three. Right. So so yeah, financially they took like a little bit of a lull there. I got let go. And then what happened is I met with another chef that's doing the same thing as me. Okay. And and it was a lady chef that took me under her wing where she was going to take another job traveling on a boat really so i okay. took over all her clients for oh, about a wow. good year oh wow she was gonna yeah. travel for a year right so i took right. all her calls but all her trusted business. you to take on and you know what's people? funny right never had any of my food right just trusted me okay that you know yeah. what i think this guy knows yeah. what he's doing right i just got that's lucky. a judgment of character i guess and so. how, how i guess so but we're yeah, still friends confident. and we yeah. still Give each other clients, uh, Chef Kathy, I love you. But anyway, so that's how it started. Okay. And then I just created a website. Right. And then you're off to the races. Yep. And it's like, I, I kind of look at it, it's like high reward with really high risk. Right. Because if people don't call, can't afford your cars, right. can't afford your house, right. what are you going to do? Right. And i just been really blessed that, you know, yeah. with my business, just so you know, right. I've done 10 years. Right. So the thing is, if you put 10 years into something... You should stay pretty steady, right? Hope, hopefully, right. So right. I feel like I've put in my time, and right. it's all worked out. Yeah, and I found that too. That once I got, you know, when you're first starting, you're like, "What do I do first? Do I do I go hire people first, or do I do this first, or what can I afford to do when I'm starting the business?" And when I got my website and Google up, I started getting calls. Not a lot, maybe one or one a week. Yeah, maybe. You know, you gotta start somewhere. at the beginning, and yeah. but but it's because you were there when they searched, and you're there. Mm -hmm. If you're not there, you're not going to get the call. Mm -hmm. So I think the the website and getting put on the internet nowadays is is the first thing anybody should do. Maybe even before they open. Yeah, you know, because yeah, just to get out just there, to get out there. Yeah, because you know? when I started, I was on like page five of Google. Oh yeah. Now I'm no. on page one, top yeah. three. Yeah, and and a few things I did when I started too is I. I fed a lot of people for free mm -hmm. just to get Google Your reviews name and just get to out get there. that yeah. stuff. You know, I had at the time I was in like this adult kickball league, uh -huh. right? We did it every Thursday. <laughs> it was my outlet. You okay. know, we, I'd, I'd work six days a week or seven days a week. And, you know, Thursdays was my day to go play kickball and then go to the bar with a bunch of buddies. Yeah. And these aren't, these aren't just kids. I mean, they're, they're, you know, mortgage loan people, they're, they're dentists, they're veterinarians. Yeah. There's, there's other college kids and stuff in there too, mm -hmm. but there's professionals in there. And, um, you know, I threw a couple parties with these colleagues, you know, 20, 50 people, whatever, and got honest reviews on my Google. So mm -hmm. now, now I have real reviews on my real website on the, on the internet 
So and then when someone looks at it, you they, check out. I check out. Right. They don't know that these people didn't pay. Yeah. I I did that pro bono to get the reviews so that my business would look That's smart. legit. You know, and, and then, it worked I out. I didn't do anything for you. Back then. <laughs> you know? It, but uh, hey, it worked for you. Yeah. And you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know, for the cost of food, uh-huh. you know, and I treated the the I treated them like an actual party and they're That's like, awesome. hey, you're going to eat? I'm like, no, this is, this isn't, a, this isn't my party. This is your party. Did, you know? now, now, back then when you started, did you actually pay for advertising? Because uh, I did very little. So to this, to this day, I don't really pay for advertising. But, but I'm saying when you first started, did you do anything? No, nothing outside of uh, Google po- or I mean um, a Facebook post, but I never paid for any advertising okay. at all. See, when I first started... My idea was I did Whole Foods. You know okay. how they have like a like a weekly sale and they kind of talk about organic. Oh foods? no, I didn't. Well, they had like a little booklet that would give out recipes and whatnot. So I got involved with that where I was advertising. Okay. I think I maybe got like three calls, right. but they were like you know the vegans and the real right. oddball. Not yeah. that vegans are odd, <laughs> but I'm just saying you know the, just the people not, out of the normal. Ordinary, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I tried it out, but I think, like I said, maybe three calls, and I just felt like, you know what, I'm never going to do that again. Never going to waste my money advertising. Just do the the hard road of just putting in your time. Organic. People will talk. Yep, and that's it. You have to put in some time. Right. And I now I've put in three years, and my phone rings every day. Yeah. So you you have... Every time you do a house party or something, it's 10 potential customers. Right. Exactly. Every time. Every time you, you do 100 of them, yep. you know, that's you whatever, a lot of people 10,000 cu- like potential customers. So. Right. Right. And even if they're not, their friends are. Yeah. So, yeah, word of mouth is, is the best, best thing to help anybody's business for sure. Definitely. Um, the only thing, you know, what I do pay for is when I do like wedding expos. You know, oh, okay. you got to pay for the booth and everything you go in there. Is it the not? Um, Cause they call me all the time to advertise. So, <laughs> so like, I, 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 I had, I had the wedding wire. I tried to do their top tier thing. Okay. Uh, for one year. And you know, I'm looking at previous companies that I've worked for and I'm seeing what they do and their, their success. And, and I, I try to model after not everything, but some things that I think are worth it. Yeah. And I mean, it was a lot of money and, Right now, I have the third tier down, the next to the bottom of their advertising, whatever model on Wedding Wire. Yeah, and my I get just as many results from it. So, you know? but I mean, you're glad you're a part of that, though. Yeah, like it's, now it's worthwhile to be a part. Yes, of it. it is. It's it's even if you're at the very bottom of because now Wedding Wire. I don't know if you know this. There's no more free profiles. Yeah. You can't just put it on there anymore see i wouldn't know that stuff because yeah. my niche i'm right, not trying right. to really do weddings right i never consider myself a caterer right i'm more of a personal chef, chef doing yeah. small dinner yeah yeah and um so you have to do some sort of something on there but that's that's it you know yeah. i'm not running weekly ads on google i'm not running weekly ads on facebook the most thing i spend money for advertising is when i need help gotcha. <laughs> and, I, and i pay uh for advertisement of a job yeah you yeah. know have you had good results with like finding good help? Because I mean, I have, I don't know. It's for very me, hard. It's, it's hard. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's hard. I just feel like Florida in general, the work ethic is. You know, and I thought that to too. Desired. I thought that too. But my dad owns a. He's a paint contractor up in uh, Idaho, 
And, you know, he runs a relatively big crew, about yeah. 20, 25 guys. And he, go, he goes through the same thing up there. I, I think it's a universal thing. I think any business owner, when looking for help, is going to think that work ethic is not good. I mean, I remember when I took my first kitchens over and when I was 19 or 20, just posting the Craigslist or yeah. or something. I'd get 30 or 40 applications in a couple of days. But but no issues with people you know, showing up now, high, uh, maybe drunk. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that happens. But now I don't even get <laughs> 10. I don't even get five in a day. So any, out of those five, most of the time, zero are qualified. Yeah. You know, so it, it is challenging. And you just got to take the people for what they are, get them in. You can only tell so much from an interview, work them a couple days and say, you know, do you want to do this or this isn't working out? Yeah. yeah. And it's awkward and it sucks, but we have to do what we got to do. You know, I want to create, I want my employees and everybody to work cohesively. I want everybody to get along. I want, it's, it's hard. really hard. It's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Because I think like, um, I've talked to some of the other chefs and they feel like sometimes it's better to hire someone in that's raw and train yeah, green. them rather yep. than someone who's worked a million parties and they got this down Absolutely. and Hey, I don't need to be yeah. told what to do. It's yeah. just sometimes that's a whole yeah. headache in its own. That's in an interview question for me. You know, how many places have you worked at yeah, and yeah. are you still trainable? <laughs> well, they'll all you know? say, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because if, a successful chef knows that once he steps into another chef's realm, he respects that other chef's realm. Right. You know, if I was helping you on a party, yeah, I'd do things your way. Right. That's what a humble, confident chef would do because right. they want the same respect in return. Whether you agree or not, you know, it is what it is. But these are not my clients or yeah. your clients or yeah. vice versa. When I have a new chef start, he could be the best chef in the world. But if there's right. friction there... You know, he's, he's got to be a team player. Now, I'm looking for a good story. How about, <laughs> tell me a good story about where you were in the weeds and you were so close it. to maybe ruining a party, not being ready for a party. Do you got a good story for um, me? Not so much for catering, you know, because I'm, I'm very careful about how much work I take on and I'm very careful about knowing what my limit is right now as I'm growing. So I don't ever take any more than two events in a day. And at the beginning was one and I never take more than four or five events for a whole week. Yeah. So I, I don't, I, I do everything in my power to not. And if I have to say no, I say no, yeah. but a good, a good, uh, you know, coming of age in the weeds story would be, um, I'm working at this place called bottle Bay okay. in Sandpoint, Idaho. Um, the ski hill closes in the summertime, obviously, but they took over this property on the lake in town um, that's been around for you know, 30 years. Yeah. And I went out there just as a cook, and the chef there was kind of just, you know, what we call now like a clipboard chef. Uh-huh. You know, he walks around, he checks everything, he takes three hours to do the order, he goes, takes a nap in the middle of the day, you know, not much. So he ends up leaving, and at night, or he ends up, getting let go uh-huh. and at 19 i take over this it's it's not anything nice by any means it's it's on the water food you know but everything's fresh yeah um so one night i'm i have it's me a prep cook and a dishwasher and it's just right after fourth of july and up north it's slamming on the lake 
And I'm still new to the business, right? I'm not used to getting left by myself. I'm not used to, I'm used to having a team around me, support, everything like that. So as the tickets are rolling in, I'm just going. And, and it's like one of those small kitchens that maybe only two or three people fit in it anyways. Uh-huh. And we're slamming food out, we're slamming food out, and the tickets are going. And, I mean, there's like three tickets, okay, <laughs> five tickets, okay. And I'm, I'm still putting them out. Uh-huh. Now it's getting like six tickets. <laughs> and the, the rail only holds about 12 tickets. Right. And, and I got st- a pile. And then I'm <laughs> putting them in the back. And oh, okay. I start losing it. I'm not used to that pressure. Right. I'm used to pressure. I mean, look, being a line cook sucks. It's, it's crazy. Hard. It's and hard. So the term I've I've come up with now is your kitchen metabolism. How fast you can read tickets, digest what's on there, the order of putting things and in, and then go. get in and out. Just go. And in that moment, I was breaking down. I had tears rolling down my eyes. Oh. I'm like throwing salmons on and, and battering. Like we're battering fish and chips to order. And I'm like, why the fuck are we battering fish and chips to order? Like <laughs> we have, there's 300 people out there, whatever. And um, so I call the food and beverage director. Cause even though it wasn't his place, he's the, of all Schweitzer mountain resort is the yeah, yeah. ski resort. He covers everything. So he's like, well, I'm, I'm 40 minutes away. And I'm like, come here now, please. Uh, rather I didn't, I had the manager on site. Say, come here now, please. I'm in the weeds. I'm dying. Like, we're going down. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, by the time he gets there, you know, the, the prep lady was like 100 years old. She's slinging out like one or two salads, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. There's, she can't do anything on the hot side. Uh-huh. The dishwasher's just sitting there freaking out because the stuff's coming in. All he has baskets there. and all this stuff. So there. it's like I just felt defeated. And, uh, you know, by the time he got there, I was like down to my last two or three tickets everything was on. So he comes in, he's like, what do you need me to do? I'm like, ah, just look at the tickets. He's like, you know, he starts basically expoing for me. You know, you need three burgers down. I'm like, I got it. He's like, you need these fish and chips down. You got it. You need three salmons down. You got it. Did that help you out a lot? It did. But this is the funny thing is that by the time he read all that stuff out, I had already had everything down. Yeah. So he's like, he turned around to me and he said, the feeling that this is why he, I say he's like one of my biggest mentors and taught me how to act and everything. He's like that feeling you have right now that that's panicking and that's, that's just defeating you right now will never go away. Yeah. He's like, but what the fuck am I doing here? Uh huh. You got, you're covered. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's, everything's there. Yeah. Don't call me again, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and at that moment I was I like, kind of like put it into perspective, like the end of the night's coming the event's going to be over or whatever it is. You're going to wake up tomorrow and, and it's going to be behind you. Yeah. So it's, you know, that, that pressure, it, it was, let me tell you something. I, I had tear, I, the managers and everything were like, how do we help? I'm like, get the get away from me. I don't know. I'm 19. I'm a punk, you but know? With the, with the catering that you're doing now, you yeah. never really had these high stress moments. Yeah, the high like stress. Freaking out. Like, yes. I don't know. So the high stress moments come. You know, there, there's so many moving parts when you're catering. It's not just food and staff. You know, you're scheduling kitchen time and you're ordering food and you're ordering rentals and, you know, everything has to go in something, a bowl, a platter. You need napkins. Right. There's so many moving parts. Yeah. And if one of those things Falls is missing yeah. and you're on site, you're not at a kitchen with a huge walk-in. You're not next to a rental company or you're, you, you know, you, you're on site, you're in someone's home right. or you're out on a beach somewhere. Right, right, right. And, um, that has happened a few times, but no events gone missing things. Okay. And, um, 
if we were missing things, we've we've made it happen. And ninety nine percent of the time, the customer would never even know that it's happened. It was an internal kind of freak out, and um, you know we we handle it to the best of our ability. You know, gotcha. catering, and I'm sure private chef too. You're not in your comfort zone. You're not in your house with your stuff. If you take it on site, you're responsible for it. Right. So yeah. and shit happens. You know, it so does, does. hopefully you're working for somebody that, you know, is, is realistic, you know, right. and humble, but we've all had them that are not sure. And, but we're not perfect, but we, we get, we get everything done, you know, gotcha. doing somebody's wedding is very stressful. Absolutely. Cause you know? you're building a big time memory. And right this there. is it. You don't yeah. Fall short. Absolutely not. And you know, I've been super lucky so far. Um, you know, I've been super lucky so far. I can't really say anything else. You know. Well, let me ask you this: If you weren't doing what you're doing now, is there a different profession or a different career you would rather be doing? Or you're absolutely you know, sure this is it? Yeah, this is it. I mean, okay. I, I there was like a in that time before I started with a catering company. I told you I was like looking for a job, and in that time, you know, I was questioning a lot because, you know, I just wasn't expecting it. And, you know, it's not that I was fired or anything like that. It just didn't work out with a owner that, you know, we went into something together. His expectations were, were not, you know, we're talking about an accountant who's trying to open a restaurant, you know, Mm -hmm. he's hiring me for my professional expertise and he's not following it. And I, I decided that I needed to either go or be compensated, you know? And and so I decided to go. Right. You know, and in that time, I thought maybe like of even being like a car salesman. <laughs> I'm not joking, That's man. Pretty far left. I uh, <laughs> I filled out a couple applications. I went to a couple interviews. They're like, yeah. "You have 12 years of restaurant experience. What are you doing here?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Right, right. I should be some. I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, the idea of it sounded good, and I, I feel like I'm I'm good enough to talking to people, but." I need to be where the action is, you know, right. sometimes not necessarily in the weeds or stressed out, but I like, I like a little bit of pressure, you know, Me too. I mean, I think yeah. we're all kind of driven by that, uh, anxiety yeah. kind of uh, rush, right? Or else we wouldn't, there's be. no better. Even if you go back to your line cooking days, there's no better feeling than like a rush that goes out flawlessly. And they're like, Oh, we did 400 covers. And you're like, what? Right. That was, it didn't feel like that. And you're like, man, like that's, that's the, right. there's that rush never goes away. So, well, Matt, I'm going to get you out of here. I just wanted Perfect. to ask you, do you want to plug anything and tell the people what you're up to and where to find you? Um, well, right now, um, you know, I'll plug my, my catering company is called Saver First Choice Catering. Uh, we serve all of Southwest Florida. We do corporate events, weddings, you know, any, anywhere you need food service, rentals, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I have a couple things other in the works right now, but I don't really want to disclose it. That's Maybe fine. in another couple months. Maybe and, we'll have uh, you back on season two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something. But uh, yeah, I need to, to the end of summer to really uh, let people know. All right, cool. Well, yeah. thanks for coming on. And I think you're a great guest. And, awesome. Uh, Cheers. Look forward to seeing more of your stuff. Definitely. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You too.